Hi guys, so I just needed to hop on here because there is breaking news in Bachelor Nation. Late on Wednesday night, Bachelor Nation Scoop, an amazing Instagram account, go check them out guys. They revealed some screenshots from Eric's alleged ex-girlfriend who he dated up until he left for filming of the show. Um, apparently they were dating right before Eric left. They broke up, but Eric had texted her once he had gotten off the show, presumably engaged to Gabby at that time. So when all this information broke, our podcast was already finished, ready to be published at midnight. So we decided to do a bonus YouTube episode for you guys. So once you are finished listening to this episode, which is still amazing, has an amazing interview with Jason Foster, has some amazing great creeps, go check out our YouTube. And we have a video there breaking down all the information and what we know so far about Eric Gate is what I'm going to call it. So enjoy the episode and see you guys later. She said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We're just happy you are here. So join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. Okay, so we're going to get to Tuesday night's recap, but first we need to talk about how when the show was airing, Tino's dad was going off on his Facebook page and like He's not happy with the way the show is portraying his son or him or anything. So before we get into it, let me just read what he actually said because someone needs to teach this man like how to put on his privacy settings. The way he's writing is reminding me of just like your crazy aunt that got on Facebook and yeah. like made you want to never post on Facebook again. I don't know if yeah. you've had that experience, but I've had that experience. And oh, it's yeah. like old people have ruined it for all of us. So this is Joe Franco. That's Tino's dad. He's on Facebook. Mm -hmm. he, he's a public profile. So anyone can go and see Which, this. Like, that in itself on him. Like, come on, <laughs> Tino, like show your dad how to go <laughs> private. Everyone's been private on Facebook since like college. But for some reason, yeah. Joe Franco isn't. He puts feeling cool because you know how you can assign like um, an emotion. So Joe is feeling cool with this status here. And he mm -hmm. writes, Bachelor Nation will be sorry when they won't have me to kick around. And so will Sam Rubin. Big Tony, you'll have to wait your turn. Watch The Bachelorette tonight at eight for the yawn, most shocking finale ever. Just part one. So glad it's almost over. That is so loaded. I have so many thoughts and feelings. Oh, in, in case people don't know who Pat Rubin is, I Googled Sam, him. Sam Rubin. Oh, Sam Rubin. What did I say, Pat? Yeah. Um, okay, well, Sam Rubin. I Googled it. He's some random entertainment journalist on like KTLA, like the LA subsidiary of... I think he must have covered it and said some not nice things about him. So he's like targeting him specifically. Got it. Very random call out. Also, the call out of Big Tony. It's just like this whole thing is a lot. But my main conclusion is like, tell me Tino's not with Rachel without like telling me Tino's not with Rachel. Imagine having that as a father in law, and that is what he is posting right now, like on the finale of your show. If you guys were like happily in love and engaged, he's making Barb look like the mother in law of the year. Like, I would not want to marry into this family just for these behaviors alone. Yeah. They feel so angry. Like, why? Well, it continues. So yeah. Joe thinks he's just posting to his little community of Facebook followers because he doesn't understand how social media works, I guess. And mm -hmm. all his friends are responding. Someone writes, is tonight the last night? And Sandy Franco, Tino's mom, wrote, <laughs> tonight and Tuesday. It's like COVID. It just won't go away. So they are both on the same page that they do not like the show. It's clear things do not end well. What did they expect? 
Uh, you know what th- I think, though? I think people go on the show, and we'll get to what we talk about, the recap, but, like, people go on the show not expecting to make it very far. And then all of a the sudden, they do, and, like, their family is impacted by it, and, and they're like, holy shit, oh my god, I'm supposed to get engaged now, what the heck? So I guess in that sense, they thought their son Tino was just going on a fun little show. They didn't think that he would have a potential fiancé. Yeah. I don't know. Someone needs to take this guy's Facebook away from him or, I mean, or continue. I keep looking now. This is a very exciting. He yeah. previously, if we want to look at other stuff he said, he previously wrote this on August 30th. Since Bachelor Nation fans asked, here's my tell-all. Who asked? I don't know who asked uh, Okay, but I kind of asked. I want to hear it. Okay, one. I'm 5'6 and a gentleman's... What? Okay, but that is not what I wanted to know in your tell-all, Mr. A Franco. A gentleman's 5'6 at that. I don't know what that even means. He's a short king, I guess. What's like a non-gentleman's 5'6", yeah. I don't know. Number two, no, I've never dyed my hair. Look closely and you could see the gray. Okay, I will. Okay. Three, I do not have a comb over. And it's not a rug either. I'm so glad he's clearing this up. Four, no, I'm not the same age as Tino. I don't think anyone thinks that. Yeah, no one thought that. But, okay, flatter yourself. Five, we are Mexican, not Italian. Though media keeps saying Italian. If he really is Italian, it's news to me. And then I'd be asking some really tough questions. (laughs) That is weird to me, though, because they have kind of painted this whole picture of, like, Tino being this, like, strong Italian man. Because I think Rachel's Italian and Big Tony is, like, a Mm. strong Italian man. I don't know why they wouldn't just say Tino's Mexican. Like, it makes no difference. And, yeah, the name Tino, I thought, I just assumed he was Italian, actually. Yeah, that is kind of a more Italian first name, I think. But whatever. Number six, Tino is amazing. He supported our son's cancer recovery, volunteers to the cause to this day, and volunteers for countless hours. Great. I did not know that. That this first thing from the tell-all that I actually care about. Seven. Sandy is spelled with an I, not a Y. Oh, they spelled her name wrong. Whoa. That's probably why they're so mad. (laughs) Eight. There are no vampires in our family. What? I don't know what that means, yeah. Nine. Sandy has more than one dress. Seriously. And who notices that in a photo? I guess people were saying that I didn't notice that, but what? Was there a photo in their house? Of her wearing the same dress Probably. that she was wearing. Okay. I guess. Like, she's an outfit repeater, so am I. Ten. I am too young and too tall to be part of the Lollipop Guild in the Wizard of Oz. This is crazy. I'm sorry. The, these are not the answers that people want. What I want to know is, like, what, what were your expectations when Tino said he was going on the show? Why are you so angry? I think you can be angry at the show and the process, but, like... Don't bring Rachel into it. She's just a girl. She never did anything wrong to you. Like, yeah. what is the problem here? Number 11, why do you hate Rachel? Yeah, literally. Like, why? why don't we answer some questions that we actually care about? This is like when Jesse asked Logan everything about everything except the COVID. Like, right, right, right. we don't care, like, how tall you are and how your wife spells her name. Tell us why you hate Rachel. Yeah, like, the Lollipop Guild is not looking for new members I yeah and clearly if you're so. five six you don't you don't fit so too you're tall. fine yep too tall to be a munchkin yeah very interesting i'm embarrassed for him if those were my parents saying things like that to the public internet i would crawl in a hole and cry one more thing though do you think they will be at the next episode of the finale they One have to be right. Could only hope. Like if we get a flashback two point oh, yeah. Moment like if we can get like a bar- audience, I would be. I would. This whole season, I would forgive. Like this, it would make yeah. up for what this season was. Totally. I really hope he comes. I hope he's unhinged. I hope he posts more Facebooks, and I will be here to read them all. Moving on to our girl Gabby. Yes. So as you guys probably know, Gabby is going to be on Dancing with the Stars. We are so excited to support Woo! her. She's going to fucking kill it. So she is paired up with Val, and Val may have, like, I guess, like, 
egged on a little bit of a spoiler because Val followed Eric on Instagram. There are screenshots out there. He did follow mm-hmm. him. Can you check right now? Because I checked yeah. and sometimes when I check, I don't know why I don't always see it. Can you see from what I'm seeing, Val has now unfollowed Eric ever since people started calling it out. Okay, so I'm going to Eric, his followers and searching Val. No, go to Val and go to who he follows. Is it Valentine? Yeah. So he's following. I'm going to search. That's just the trick, guys. You're supposed to go to like whatever the smaller amount is when Eric, you search. Eric, no users found. Okay. He's not there. So he previously followed Eric and then people called him out and said it was a spoiler. Because right. how did you meet Eric, Val? Right. You know, right. like he obviously is going to Dancing with the Stars rehearsals with Gabby. I don't think it's that crazy to think that they are a couple. He's the last one standing. Yeah. So just interesting. I guess we're going to see how this all pans out. I'm really excited to see... Gabby take this next step although if she is with Eric which it looks like she is people have spoken out about how Dancing with the Stars has been really hard on relationships like Sean Lowe has said stuff in the past he and Catherine almost didn't make it when he was on the show so like Mm -hmm. it could be one of two things it could be that he followed Eric because they're together and realized oh my god this is a spoiler I'll unfollow or he could have followed Eric because they were together and then unfollowed because something happened and they broke up That's some loyalty to Gabby if he's going to follow and unfollow that quickly. Yeah, I would. If my dance partner had a significant other that they broke up with. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to the whole status of Gabby and Eric um, once we get to that recap room of ours. But Hi, guys. um, It's Jackie from the editing booth from the future. You know the drill. Um, I just wanted to hop on here real quick and make a note before we get into our next creep. So our next creep is about a rumor of who could potentially be the next Bachelor. Reality Steve came out Wednesday night with a spoiler saying that he had an idea of who the next Bachelor could be. I'm not going to say on the podcast. This is a spoiler-free podcast. If you're interested in who Reality Steve thinks it's going to be, check out his podcast. Check out his website, realitysteve.com. So Reality Steve thinks he knows. That's been out circulating on the internet. But I will say, if we know anything from interviewing former contestants is that it's really not over till it's over. We know for a fact that ABC has been known to tell multiple people that they're going to be the lead up until the last minute to film promos with multiple people up until the last minute. So yes, I do think Reality Steve spoiler is valid. I do think this evidence that we're about to reveal is also equally valid. So take it all with a grain of salt, make of it what you will and draw your own conclusions. But just wanted to make that note that obviously new evidence and new information had surfaced after we recorded this part of the podcast. So moving on, people um, are talking about who could be the next Bachelor. It's a little bit up in the air as you know, it was going to be Nate. Now it's not going to be Nate. Bachelor Rabbit Hole did some fucking creeping and I want to shout them out. They're on Instagram. Go check them out because they seem to think that Ben Smith from Tasha's season, they think that Ben could be the bachelor. What's the evidence? Give it to me. Here's the evidence. Let me, let me open up the files. Okay, please do get your magnifying glass out. People, this is going to be some detective work. So we all know The Bachelor is about to start filming and Ben just announced that he's leaving his company, his gym that he's been very passionate about. He said, the scales in my life have tipped in favor of professional opportunities and personal interests outside the gym. Okay, that's very telling. He also recently said, you're about to get real sick of me. And basically, yeah, says this will be my, my last week at Rodeo Athletic. I'm eager to continue chasing new growth, even if it means stepping away from things I love. I'm a proud business owner. Like basically his company isn't going anywhere, but he's not going to be there. Um, 
effective immediately. He said, if you're local, please join us Saturday, September 17th at 9 a.m. for one final workout together. Isn't that timing a little bit odd? Yeah, no, that is very damning evidence, I will say, especially because he's not mentioning what the other opportunity, like if it was some other normal opportunity that he's just like, oh, I'm not going to do the gym anymore. I'm going to do this. Why wouldn't he say what it is? So this is very damning, although I'm not really like in support of bringing him back to be The Bachelor because I just feel like, not that it was that long ago, but it kind of was. And I don't think he had like that prominent of a storyline to bring back from several seasons. I'm kind of like Ben who? He's been so silent and so disconnected from the franchise since he was on the show. So it's kind of random. Yeah. It is a bit random. I am here for it because at least it's someone I remember. He's good looking. He didn't have a story, but like, I don't think they would have to work all that hard to get the people on board. Like, I think I was reading some of the comments and people were like, hell yeah. Like, he's very good looking. And if he's still single, I think that's the problem. Finding people that are good, but also still single at this point. You want to make sure it's someone everyone remembers. But like, who's open for a relationship? Not everyone is. And clearly... All these guys are going on the show not realizing that they need to get engaged, apparently. So, like, you got to find the right guy willing to want to make a commitment. But, yeah, so he also, Bachelor Rabbit Hole, pointed out that he posted, um, like, a selfie video and says, you're about to get real sick of me as he goes off talking about how he's stepping away from his business. Very weird. Like, you're telling me Greg Grippo was not available, Andrew Spencer was not available. Like, I just feel like there are other people Mm -hmm. that would have been a choice before Ben and maybe they were not available or they didn't want to do it or they were too expensive. That's all very valid. And Ben was the guy who just like was right place, right time. He was available. He's single. He's good looking. The price was right. He's probably (laughs) not as expensive as Tyler Cameron to get on the show. Ben, come on down. (laughs) I guess. And they have said the person who makes the best lead is the person who's like the most controllable and the most naive. And Ben gives me like that vibe because he's been so disconnected from the franchise for so long. I think he would be like really open-minded to the process in like a naive way. I think so too. And he got a good edit, so he probably doesn't yeah. have like bad blood with exactly. ABC. So he he's trusting like, of them. Yeah. Um, I do think like a choice like Ben was kind of a choice like Claire. When they chose Claire, it was out of nowhere. I remember yeah. I was writing for a site and they said to me, um, they're like, oh, there's some rumor online that Claire may be the Bachelorette. And I was like, me, the Bachelor expert, I was like, okay, that's clearly just a rumor. Like, no way in hell. Like, truly, I thought no way in hell were they going to choose Claire at that point. Like, I was obviously team Claire once she came on board. Yeah, yeah. This feels similar. Like, why? So random. So long ago. But if it's going to shake things up, ABC needs to. But how are things being shaken up? I think in Claire's situation, people were complaining so much about Peter's season and Peter's women, how they were all so young and so not ready to be engaged. And then they pull out Claire, who's someone who's a little bit older and was, I mean, I mean hindsight's twenty twenty, but like at the time, people thought she was really ready to get engaged and like do a serious relationship. But how is Ben like different or like counteracting anything? I don't know, but I guess we'll have to see. And yeah. we are going to find out next week. So they are announcing The Bachelor on ah! Tuesday. So I'm, I'm fucking excited. So we are going to have a lot to talk about next week. Hopefully more news will come out that we can kind of piece things together and mm-hmm. we'll see. But we'll know for sure next week. So I cannot wait. I hope they don't let us down. Well, you shouldn't get your hopes up too high because they're good at letting us down. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, well, moving on. Um, if you haven't heard Nate 
Michelle Young's Nate on Nick Vial's podcast. I highly recommend to go listen to it because that episode is a doozy. But I want to talk about one part that he said um, in the interview. He broke up with Michelle over the phone on her birthday weekend. Ugh, when you say it like that, it doesn't sound great. Way to kick her in the in the crotch. In you the know? tuchus. <laughs> but I know like the reality of it is that this wasn't our first time talking about a breakup. And the day I left la to go back to um after her birthday weekend it was kind of like already being said without being said and again it wasn't our first time having a breakup conversation this is our third time like nearly breaking up and so i'm yeah you know i'm just i'm frustrated this week with uh, cmas and i remember we were talking to each other like like i was like i do not feel comfortable going to cmas like i don't like because something happened right before wango tango and i kind of was just like i'm like I'm not, I'm not doing this. Like, you know, like something happened right before Wango Tango and like doing the whole like press stuff right before like on wet Wango. Like if you see those videos, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. see I'm just, I've I'm been upset. There before, yeah. I'm just upset. And I was like, I do not feel comfortable doing CMAs. So I land in Austin. I think by the time I land, she's still in the air. And I land in Austin. I called my mom again, crying on the phone with my mom, called friends, family, whatever. I'm just like, I, I think like, I don't, I don't see the relationship working anymore, you know? So I was frustrated as hell and um, crying on the phone with my mom. Michelle calls me. Um, I thought she had just got home, but she was still in the airport, unfortunately, because that just kind of makes the story even worse. She's still in the airport and she's like, hey, like, if we're not doing CMAs next week, we have to give them a reason why. And I just blurted out, like, we're not doing CMAs because I can't be with you anymore. So, yeah, I broke up with her over the phone, which is a dick move. Damn. So not only is it her birthday weekend and over the phone, but she's in an airport. So if we were to have gotten like a bachelor encounter that said Michelle's like crying on the phone at the airport, like we would know why we would know why. But we didn't. But I'm saying, you know, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, ugh, I'm torn on this because on one hand, like all of those bullet points makes it sound really bad. I mean, breaking up with someone on the phone in general, dick move. But if they've had the conversation several times before and you know a breakup is inevitable, and like Nate said, it was kind of like being said without really being said, mm -hmm. I think that's kind of okay. He was kind of alluding to the fact that they've clearly had conversations in person already about breaking up. It wasn't like he just called her up one day randomly out of the blue and was like, hey, by the way, we're breaking up, bye. Like, right. they clearly had had lots of in-person conversations, and this was just kind of, like, snowballing. And if they happened to be on the phone when they finally were like, okay, no, this is finally what's happening, mm -hmm. eh, it's not that bad. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think that part is that bad. I do want to say, though, he says throughout the interview that, like, their entire relationship was rocky. Like, since they announced themselves as a couple in the real world to when they actually broke up, they were fighting all the time. Things were really uneasy and at the wango tango event that he keeps referencing um apparently they got into like a major fight right before it and he's like you could tell in the videos that i'm unhappy i went to youtube and searched it and he is like he's right like he's miserable yeah. in these videos like michelle's definitely trying to like put on a smile and like try to make things look seem okay but nate you could tell is just like really in his head this interview was really eye-opening for me i feel like he was really vulnerable and emotional and he definitely i don't know is still hurting from the breakup he does say in the interview too um like nothing ever happened with deandra but i don't know how much i believe that yeah i don't know either i mean i i agree with you though that seeing like he's clearly so 
vulnerable and still really hurting from the relationship in general. And I thought that was really nice to see because I think the picture that had been painted before we really heard from Nate was that like Nate was the one who, well, I guess technically Nate was the one who broke up with her, but like he was the one who was kind of being a little fuckboyish and like didn't really care. And Michelle's the one who was like so hurt and Michelle's the one who blocked him Mm -hmm. when it seems like it was maybe more of a mutual thing slash things weren't really going well for a while and he clearly was really emotionally invested in this and did really yeah. care. Sometimes things just don't work out. Yeah. But, I think so they it just were not nice compatible. His side. Yeah, exactly. Like clearly if you're fighting for the whole duration of your relationship that you should just not be together. Yeah. What was interesting though is when the story came out the the headlines were basically that like Nate broke up with Michelle over the phone. That was like the big takeaway and mm-hmm. Chris Randone, I don't know, do you, you actually sent it to me. But it was some Instagram or some Instagram story or something that Chris Randone commented on a public Instagram and said, like, you think that's bad? Try breaking up a marriage over the phone. So you better believe I slid into Chris Randone's DMs and we are going to be talking to him and getting that full story hopefully next week. So make sure if you're a new listener here, stick around because we're going to be asking Chris about what happened with Crystal, why they broke up over the phone. And I'm looking forward to it. Me too. I have a lot of questions for him, so excited to get to the bottom of it. Yes. Okay, so we talked about this a few weeks ago that Katie seemingly is finally out of her contract and said she was going to start a podcast and a YouTube channel. She posted this on her story this week. Someone had responded to that announcement being like, please, not another reality TV podcast. And basically, she responded in kind of clarifying what the podcast and the YouTube channel is going to be. Um, and saying not every alum from The Bachelor wants to continue to talk about the show. While I'm thankful for the opportunity, I'm ready to continue with my own identity. I will be working on YouTube vlogs, weekly live streams, and stand-up comedy. She also brings up the fact that um, she had an opportunity to recap episodes with a major network with a competitor, and legally she was not able to do that. But in the future, once she's allowed to, maybe she'll do that. But for now, she wants to focus on things that are like not Bachelor related with her YouTube and podcast, which I think people initially obviously thought it would be Bachelor related, but she clarified that it's not. My opinion on this, and this might not be popular, is why does every person who has been on this show think that we want to hear other things from them other than like them talking about the show and their experience on the show like would you watch Katie's YouTube and vlog about just like random stuff I don't think I would I want to know about all the shit that went down on her show yeah I definitely want to know that more than the other stuff but I really like Katie as a person so she had like I don't know dating stories or like I don't know advice I probably would tune in But, yeah, I mean, I definitely want to know more. I think she wants to reveal The Bachelor dirt. She's been teasing that she's she's going to, and ABC has completely shut her up, which sucks. And I want to know who the competitor was, because, like, a lot of people go off to do recap show. Like, Ashley Iconetti would always go on Access Hollywood. Yeah, but Ashley Iconetti was never, like, shitting on the show and exposing things, like, of the show. She was just kind of talking about the show and recapping it, like, on surface level. I think Mm -hmm. Katie wants to expose, which I am totally here for and want to hear, but I get why they would be trying to keep her more quiet. I don't know. The whole thing just reminded me of, as you guys know, we have mentioned this on the podcast. When we interviewed Peter and Dustin a few weeks ago, we had a lot more questions for Peter that we weren't allowed to ask him, which is fine. No, we did ask, and then they had to get it taken out. We asked some of them. We didn't ask all of them. The some that we did ask were very awkward. He was very awkward in his answer, and then we were asked afterwards to take it out of the interview before we posted it. But Peter kept saying to us, like, wow, this was, like, so long ago. I can't believe people still want to know about it. And it's like... Peter, you were The Bachelor, and we want to ask you questions about 
what happened on your show. Like, why do you think we had you on the podcast for any yeah. other reason? Like, I don't want to hear about your flight schedule on United. Like, I remember his producer was like, when I, I sent her questions, she was like, yeah, Peter's kind of tired of talking about his old relationships. And I'm like, well... Well, that's all I want to talk about with Peter, so... What did you have for breakfast today, Peter? I don't actually care. Yeah, so, I right. mean, there are... And for Katie saying, like, there are some alumni who don't want to talk about the show. Who? I feel like every single person wants to constantly relate it back to the fact that they were on TV. Yeah, true. Well, unless you're Peter, who's like, guys, that was so long ago. Let it go. So long <laughs> like, ago. I can't let it go, Peter. I have a lot of unanswered questions still yeah. to this day. So, I don't know. I mean, all right. So, Stephanie will be tuning in to Katie's podcast and YouTube channel. I'll let you guys know. I'm not sure if I will be, but I don't know. I've, I've found that with a lot of former contestants that end up doing YouTube channels. I tune in for a little bit when they are talking about show stuff, and then I, I lose interest. But maybe that's just me. I don't know. Well, you know what? With Peter's podcast, which is now dead... Yeah, R.I.P. His first episode, he revealed, like, the truth about Hannah Brown. Remember? Like, I remember thinking, like, whoa, this is going to be such a great podcast. He talked all about Hannah Brown and her book and was really open about it. And then, like, the next episodes weren't anything about The Bachelor anymore. And I'm like, well, you're just using this to get people in the door. And then, so maybe Katie's first episode will be, like, redoing my makeup from my fantasy suite episode or something like that to get people in and then yeah I just think it takes a very strong personality to like bait and switch people like that and keep people in Katie I maybe has the potential to do it she is pretty like dynamic and charismatic we'll see I think so she had a TikTok following prior to ever even being on the show True. so I think she That's knows how point. to capture an audience I love her I really like her I'm bummed that we're not going to get the tea from her anytime soon but I know. I will support her endeavors. And when she's ready to spill the tea, share it on our podcast, not yours. Yeah. But of course she's going to put it on hers first. Yeah. Bummer. Okay. Okay. This next segment is brought to you by everlywell.com. Are you guys curious what's going on with your body? I know I am. Whether it's nutritional health, like their metabolism test, or the food sensitivity test, or women's health, they have a fertility test, guys. Everlywell offers access to at-home lab testing with secure digital results. So I've tried the metabolism test because I wanted to make sure my metabolism was working properly before I started my fitness journey, and it was so easy to do. Their at-home lab tests can help you get knowledge and the support that you need so that you can be a healthier you. Everlywell ships products straight to you with everything you need in one package. It's super easy. To take your at-home lab test, you simply collect a sample and use the included prepaid shipping label to mail your test back to a certified lab, and then your physician-reviewed results get sent to your phone or device in just days. It's super quick, super easy, and you can get the information you're looking for. I think that's so cool, because I always want to know what the hell is going on with my metabolism. Yeah, absolutely. And you don't have to go to a lab to do it. You can do it all from the comfort of your own home. And Everlywell has over 30 at-home lab tests. You can choose a test that makes the most sense for you to get the answers you need, like the metabolism test, which we discussed, or the sleep and stress test, and also fertility test. They have a wide selection of vitamins and supplements, including B12 supplements, omega-3 fish oil supplements, vitamin D3, and vitamin B6. And for listeners of the show, Everlywell is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash she's all batch. That's everlywell.com slash she's all batch for 20% off your next at-home lab test. Everlywell.com slash she's all batch. We need to get into Tuesday night's episode, but I feel like this just doesn't seem like the right place to do it, you know? No. I think we should get to the recap bunker. 
because Jesse Plummer. What the Plummer's fuck is that? That's like when there actually is an atomic bomb, you go to the bunker that is oh. underground for protection. And Jesse told us to prepare. I'm not sure the episode quite delivered, but we'll get into it. But before all of that, I think we need to get to the bunker. We need to protect ourselves. Okay, how do I get there? Open the door that's like attached to the ground and climb underground. Okay. I feel like my steps sound the same every single week. Well, they're steps. They're going to sound the same. You're walking every time. You could step too, you know. I'm already there. Oh, weird. (laughs) I'm in the bunker already. Here I am. Jackie, are you there? Yeah, I'm over here. (laughs) Okay. Walk a little closer. It's so dark in here. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Hey, Jackie. Hi. So, yeah, like, as you were saying, we had to prepare ourselves mentally, physically, emotionally. We needed to really get in the right headspace, according to Jesse, to be able to handle part one of this finale. And a lot of people were pissed, including you. I was pissed. I thought that was, that was the episode that could have been a fucking email. That was the most uneventful, dumb, formulaic episode I've ever seen in my life. It was not exciting. It was not dramatic. It was more so just like tying up loose ends that we needed to tie up before we get to the actual dramatic part, which I'm hoping is next week. But the fact that Jesse made that announcement last week to prepare us for this, I was like, I've seen this a million times. I don't need to see this again. Like, thanks, but no thanks. He is the host that cried drama. I'm sorry. So let's start with Zach because that was the cliffhanger. Zach says... I thought what I was seeing wasn't the real Rachel. I felt like I was seeing Bachelorette Rachel, not the real Rachel that I've come to know and love. Yeah, that's what I said the week before. So I agree with him. So it seems as though they had like a really awkward fantasy suite. And once they talk in the live studio audience, they make it like that it started getting awkward right away. And all I could think about was like, could you imagine sitting in a fantasy suite, realizing that it's not going to be this person? And then you have to spend the rest of the night together. The night that's supposed to be like sexy and romantic. And he clearly knows like you're not into it if you're not yeah. willing to like get physical with him and I don't know they just seemed on completely different pages and maybe that's why he was seeing her as the bachelorette versus the real Rachel because maybe the real Rachel would have been more romantic with him yeah well my interpretation of it was that like as soon as the cameras were off and the doors closed like she shifted like like she was acting into him in front of the cameras but I think at that point even before they got into the fantasy suite and started talking I think she probably knew It wasn't Zach. So then why even bother? That's what I don't get is I think she should have just, when she knew, she should have just sent sent him home. And that's why I think it came off that she's like playing the role of Bachelorette because she's trying to finish the show. Mm -hmm. And I did say the same thing about Avon, but I think now after watching this past episode, I may be eating my words because my biggest takeaway from this whole episode was I'm actually shocked seeing how much Rachel seemingly is conflicted between Tino and Avon and how much Mm -hmm. she seems to be really invested in her relationship with Avon at this point because she's already said I love you to Tino. She has not said that yet to Avon. She said she's falling in love. So I thought everything was more clear that she knew going into all of this she's picking Tino she's going through the motions to finish the show and that seems like what she was doing with Zach and then I was surprised to see how much she seemed to care about her relationship with Avon because I also thought that one was being phoned in as well when they were in the live studio audience though the Mm -hmm. questions Jesse was throwing to Zach I think, in my opinion, makes it clear he's not going to be The Bachelor. I think when you are going to be The Bachelor, they ask you questions that are like, so are you willing to open your heart up again? Do you Mm. think, what's next for you? Do you think you can find love again? Like, are you over this? 
you know, you're ready to move on. There was not one question about Zach's future. And I think we can confidently say he is not in the running. I'm here for that. I don't think that Zach seems like a very nice young man, but I don't, I'm not interested in watching him find love. And I really hope they don't. I think if they were going to, they would be trying to push us on him a little bit harder than they actually are. I agree. I don't know if he's necessarily a strong contender for like a lead. I think he'd clean up in paradise and I, I like him, but yeah, I agree. Clean what up kind of questions was he asking, Zach? I don't even know. Like, uh, they were just apologizing to her. Yeah. Everything was like, Rachel and whoever she was talking to would just, they would just apologize to one another. That's not what we're here to see. We want to hear what was the conversation in the fantasy suite that made you turn? What happened? Yeah, that, and that's the thing. It's like, I don't know if there was one. I think it was like a stark change between when she handed over her mic and the cameras went away. She mm. was just like cold. All right, like, okay, we need to finish this night. Yeah, like, where's Tino? Yeah, pretty much. So we move over to Avon and Rachel, and, like, the world seems to be on Avon's side, but I do want to add, like, if he's telling her behind closed doors, I want to get engaged, like, it's a done deal. She's telling her family, no question in my mind, Avon 100%, we're going to get engaged if, like, he's the one, that's it. To hear that he says other things to your family, that does suck. That's not great. So the fact that everyone everyone is really harping on how Rachel's only interested in a ring, not a marriage, which it does come off that way. It does sound like that. Yeah, it does. It also does suck to be told one thing and then be told another thing, too. I agree with you in that sense, but I am more on Avon's side in the sense that I think he's being realistic and reasonable and approaching this the right way. Yeah. And actually asking the real questions that they should be asking before getting into an engagement. And Rachel seems to be mad about that because I agree. I think Rachel really is only going after a ring. And it's so interesting to me to see the flip side of it with Tino, where there are like legitimate issues in the relationship. Like, hey, your family hates me. How are we (laughs) going to work through this? And Tino's like, don't worry, babe. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We'll get through it. He's like not willing to really talk about the real issues and figure it out. He's just like, yeah, no, like let's get engaged. Because Tino, I think, just wants to win. But Rachel's more going towards that because she's so focused on the ring and, and getting engaged right there that she's overlooking and being so short-sighted about like here's Tino with real issues that we're not willing to talk through or work out and Avon who's actually like approaching this logically and like is seemingly asking the right questions and confronting the right issues but she doesn't want to have those conversations she just wants the ring yeah. you know and like with, but with Avon though she's like you said you were ready to get engaged and he's like I am ready to get engaged I just want to make sure that I'm ready like well, what the fuck does that Like, you're literally contradicting yourself. I want to make sure it's the right choice for both of us. So then you're not ready. Why don't we just, like, call a spade a spade and say, look, I just fucking met you. I really, really want to be with you, but maybe we can get engaged in a few months from now. I mean, I think that is what he's saying, though, I know, but he's not saying that. Like, just say that. Yeah, and and that's what's hard, though, because I think Rachel is so not willing to hear that. Because, right, I think that is where Avon is at which I don't think is a bad place to be. But Mm. Rachel is so unwilling to hear that that he seems to feel like he needs to, like, sugarcoat it or dance around it and be like, no, 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 like, I'm ready. But I'm just, like, not ready now. Like, and not really being direct. Neither of them are really being direct. He's like, am I ready? Yeah. But am I ready? No. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, the ring is free, though, Avon. Like, if you just do it. That's what what 90% of the couples do. Do I want to be with you? Yeah, I really like you. Maybe I even love you. I'm not sure I want to get married to you, but hey, the ring is fucking free. I think start making them pay for the ring. You'll get a lot fewer engagements. No, true. You're right. But I think some people, like, really take that moment seriously. That's why they don't want to get engaged. Like, clearly Avon has some 
like thought in his mind of what getting engaged is supposed to be like and he clearly only wants to do it once so he's like being cautious because otherwise Mm. then everyone would just get engaged for the ring and then like figure it out later who cares that's what it seems like everyone most people do though they then reunite on the show again to talk about this miscommunication and she she lets him go because he's unsure if he wants to get engaged in five days that just Mm -hmm. seemed really like you must have known it wasn't going to be even either way because at what point do you choose the right person versus the engagement I would agree with you, except she really seemed in the moment so upset when her and Avon like finally left each like when they had that conversation in the hotel room and then were like, oh no, okay, like this is over. She seemed really upset. So that's why I'm questioning it and thinking maybe she was more torn. Cause in my mind, I was like, yeah, she probably knows the whole time that she's gonna be picking Tino right now. So if she knows she's picking Tino, why is she so torn over Avon? Is basically yes, what you're yes. saying. Yeah. So Tino's having all these red flags. When he meets the parents, they're like, so do you think you have a lot in common with Rachel? And he's like, yeah. He then can't list anything that he has in common with her. Yeah, he's like, we'll find things in common. Like, she'll start going surfing with me. It seems very much all about Tino in this situation and how, like, Rachel can fit into his life. And Big Tony brought up valid points about that, being like, well, okay, but she's a pilot. She, she could be working out of Atlanta. Like, she could want to go work in Europe. And he doesn't really have any answer for these real questions. No, he has no answers. He just, it's like, his source is, trust me, bro. Like, just like, trust me, it's fine. My parents will get over it because they have to. Clearly they, they haven't, if you took a look at their Facebook right. pages. And yeah, he is a walking red flag, and for some reason, Rachel just has hard eyes for him still. Willing to let go of Avon. Yeah, why do you think that is... Because she even said when she was talking to her friends about Avon that, like, on paper, Avon is the choice. Like, he's perfect on paper. Why is she overlooking all these red flags with Tino? Because it's so obvious to me. I don't know. It's really frustrating to watch, though. Yeah. I just think it's really short-sighted, too. Because I think she's so focused on the ring. Tino is just so focused on winning. And I think we can conclude just based on, like, her reactions while watching all of this back, her faces, Tino's parents' Facebook statuses, mm. is that this is not going to end well next week. No, I think their body... So Rachel and Gabby's body language throughout the entire episode, it, it's very telling. Rachel, uh, Gabby is smitten. She's beaming. Every time Eric's on camera, she's really happy. Then Rachel literally could not crack a smile throughout the entire thing. I actually feel like the only time Rachel was smiling was when Gabby was the focus, like when Gabby was you know, talking about her situation. Yeah to be supportive to her friend but Rachel is not okay and I just my heart breaks for her because I can only imagine I don't know usually it's a two-night finale and there it's Monday and Tuesday to have to do what you did Tuesday night and then wait another fucking week and do it all over again I can only imagine the anxiety she just has to hold on to for another week I just feel bad for her I know and to sit there next to your friend who you both kind of had like the same experiences and the same opportunity and to see it seemingly work out for your friend and your friend seems really happy and is really excited and you're just sitting here in all of your anxiety and sadness and just being like, what the fuck? Like, how did I screw this up? Sad. I feel for her. I like Rachel. (laughs) I want her to have a happy ending. No, I know. And it doesn't look like she will. They, they do seem to have to make a little bit of drama for Gabby and Eric, who we we, should, we need to start calling him Erich again. I missed that. But Gabby and Erich, they clearly don't have any problems, so I feel like they kind of made up this problem. They're like, all right, Erich, pretend like you're not ready to get engaged, too, since that seems to be the theme of this episode. So he says, in the real world, I want to date you. Getting engaged before that happens is usually not how things go. Like, no shit, Erich, that's not how things go. But dating the same girl along with 30 other guys is not how the world works either, but that's what you're doing here. I'm just like blown away by the amount of people on this season who claim they don't want 
want to rush into anything, but don't realize that they're on a dating show where the prize is a fiance. Well, I have two things. I think so many, I said this earlier though, but I think so many people go on the show not thinking they're going to win or have feelings for the lead at all. And they're just going on for the experience. And then they're like shocked when they actually really like the person and they're being faced with the engagement. So I think that's Mm -hmm. part of it. Um, And then going back to what you said about, like, them making up this problem for Gabby and Eric, I also think it's really telling that, like, in all of the promos, obviously we're seeing a lot of different scenes of Rachel being really upset and Tino storming out that door in we don't know where yet, but that's part of the promo. We have all of these scenes of Rachel's drama, but the only scene we keep seeing when they show Gabby's drama is just this same scene, the same conversation, because Gabby's wearing the same orange top Mm -hmm. and white pants. So it's like the Mm -hmm. fact that they have no other content to pull from leads me to believe that this is a conversation that's like a little tiff and is resolved relatively quickly, but they're just stretching it out to make it seem like there's problems on both sides. Yeah. A hundred percent. So I'm confident that Gabby and Erich will be fine and figure it out. Agreed. Um, I do love that Jesse got permission from ABC to air more footage <laughs> on Tuesday night. Like, aren't you ABC? Who did you have to get permission from? And didn't you know what how long the episode was prior to airing it? That's what I don't get. I'm like, how are you guys not keeping to a schedule? It's like, you know how long the actual episode is. You know how much time you have for these little, like, couch sit-downs, like, wrap it up. It's not like anything groundbreaking or dramatic was happening that we needed to extend these couch sessions. It wasn't like a Barb situation where people are going totally off script. So I don't know why they couldn't keep to a schedule. Very weird. And then it just cut to like a middle of a family feud episode when it ended. Did you see that part? No, I didn't. They're like family feud isn't as important. We need to get to the rest of this. Like pretty much. Yeah. I do think so. They, they end the show. Jesse's like, uh, who will, who will walk away here with a ring on her finger? And I'm like, dude, Jesse, like too soon. You've heard, you've watched Rachel for the last two hours say, I'm not going to leave here not engaged. And it's very clear that this girl is no longer engaged or something goes wrong with Tino. Something happens. I don't think she's engaged. Yeah. So for you to say, and who will be here with a ring on their finger next week? Like way to rub salt in the wound. And also making it so singular. It's like acting as if only one person could potentially have a ring on their finger. It's like shady. What's a little weird is that we know Gabby goes on to do Dancing with the Stars, which is wonderful. It seems as though Mm -hmm. she walks away with Erich. That's great. And then what? Rachel just gets nothing? Like none for Gretchen Wieners? None for Gretchen Wieners. Bye. It is a little bit of her own doing. It's sad, but like she ignored the red flags. She ignored the red flags and also just like... Canceled every cocktail party, sent Jordan V home on the first one-on-one date. True. Did, like, a a lot. To me, it has been so obvious that she has been dead set on Tino from day one. It's just, like, I never thought it could potentially be anyone else. And I think that's very telling. Like, she has just been so laser-focused on him. I don't know why. I don't know what sparked in her, like, from that first night. But ever since the first night, I'm like, oh, okay, so it's Tino. Yeah. I don't know. Lesson learned, ladies. Do not put all your eggs in one basket. You're going to end up with Tino. In an empty basket. Mm -hmm. And maybe just a Tino towel. (laughs) A Tino towel. Did you notice she asked him, she's like, are you feeling sweaty today? I'm like, what a weird question to ask someone. (laughs) He clearly has a lot of sweat problems, so maybe that's valid. Maybe he'll come out with a line of Tino towels. I'll buy one. Ooh. I wouldn't buy them. I know. For other people, sure. Well, you were spot on last week with your prediction that the Tino was going to have a fall from grace. I wasn't as certain, but I think Tuesday night's episode really solidified that for me. Good. I'm glad you're on the dark side with me. Yeah, it's it's nice over here. In this bunker, it's pretty dark. 
Yeah, it is so dark. So should we get out and see the light? I think we need to get out and see the light, but I think we all need to be on the same page that we should really be preparing for next week's episode. I think Jesse was a little early with his warning. Tuesday night wasn't as... I'm not sold. I'm like, he can't do this to us. But... And expect me to get just as excited next week. Like, we shall see, Mr. Palmer. We shall see. But did you see what Rachel said? You told me things, and then you went back on what you said. What did he go back on? That he wants to get engaged and get married to her. Then she said, I want to know why you did the things you did. What was that? We don't know. We'll have to see. So. I mean, could it be as simple as saying he wanted to get engaged and then. I really hope not. If that's what this whole fucking thing is about, good lord. But if we know anything from the stupid show, (laughs) it very well could be just that. It could be, why did you say, Tino, that you wanted to get pizza tonight when you actually wanted chicken wings? Why did you go back on what you said? Why did you say that you weren't feeling sweaty when you clearly are sweaty, Tino? (laughs) When I see your pit stains and they are enormous. Why? Here's a Tino towel. All right, well. So we'll see. I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited for next week. I'm excited that we're going to find out who The Bachelor is. Uh, I think it could be, you know, sky's the limit here. Who can it be? I'm very excited about that. I'm excited to see the rise and fall of Rachel and Tino. I know, like, my heart breaks for our girl, but I think it'll be good TV. I think in the end of the day, she'll be okay. Like, Rachel will come out of this ahead. So I'm not, like, too worried for her. No, I love her, and I think she's such a great girl. I'm just sad that, like, yeah, she kind of got the short end of the stick, even if it's her own doing. Yeah. No, I know. It's but I think, nonetheless, it will be a very juicy finale, and I'm excited to meet you back in the recap room next week to round out this season. Yeah. Maybe if we actually have a crazy chaotic episode that requires taking cover from an atomic bomb will be in the recap disaster aftermath of the apocalypse. Jesus. That sounds like very unsettling. I don't know if I want to go there. Well, Jesse made it seem very scary, so we have to be prepared. Okay. Well, I'll put my helmet on and wait. <laughs> okay, perfect. Okay. All right, get me out of here. It's so dark. Where are you? I'm outside of the bunker. We just got out. No, I couldn't see. I'm sorry. There's are no you fucking still light. in the bunker? Yeah. Okay. Here's my phone. Use the flashlight. Okay. Click. Oh, I see you. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay. Bye. So I want to tell you guys about our partner, Athletic Greens. This is a product that I've started using every single day. So I started using AG1 because I was feeling so sluggish every day and was sick of feeling tired and run down. You guys know I'm a mom. It's really hard to keep my energy up throughout the day. But um, AG1 combines high quality nutrients with comprehensive gut support. And I like it because it doesn't taste like it's super healthy and it has this mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to taking each morning. Very interesting. And you guys might have just heard all of that and be wondering like, okay, AG1, so what even is this stuff? And so basically with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. That is a lot of stuff in literally one item. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It is literally all of the things, everything in one. All of the things. And like I said, your energy, recovery, focus, like Mm -hmm. I have such, I struggle to focus throughout the day. I struggle to keep my energy up. And this is, I've seen a difference ever since I started taking this product. So what I love also, it's lifestyle friendly. So whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, AG1 is going to fit into your lifestyle. It supports better sleep quality and recovery. It supports mental clarity and alertness. And if you're not sold, Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star certified reviews on their website. So like, don't just take our word, take the 7,000 other people's word too. Yeah, absolutely. Especially because basically everyone takes some sort of multivitamin and it's 
important to choose the right one though that has high quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. So we cannot recommend Athletic Greens enough, guys. Definitely go check them out. She's All Batch listeners can go to athleticgreens.com slash she's all batch for a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. So that is like a lot of savings, a lot of benefit, literally an entire year supply for free. Like sign me up. That's athleticgreens.com slash she's all batch. Did I tell you I got a DM from a listener this morning about Dame products? No, you didn't tell me that. So I got a DM and she writes, you guys are my favorite bachelor podcast. And I just bought Dame products because of you guys. Oh, what a nice, amazing, smart, incredible girl. That's so sweet that she said that. Smart and good taste. Good Mm -hmm. podcast taste and good sex toy taste. Absolutely. You guys know DameProducts.com has the most amazing sex toys and vibrators. And if you haven't tried spicing up your sex life yet, like literally what are you waiting for? Dame lets you shop a variety of toys from the comfort of your own home. So there's no more feeling awkward in the store or just not getting the products you want because you don't want to be seen making the purchase. Yes, we have covered Stephanie's embarrassing (laughs) experience Going into a sex toy shop and you guys are so lucky because you will never have to experience that in your life and dame has a ton of toys that you can use with or without a partner and even if you don't know where to start they literally have a quiz on their website to help you find the best toy for you they also have discreet shipping and hassle-free returns so your neighbors are not going to be like oh what are you ordering over here <laughs> so your satisfaction is literally guaranteed there's absolutely nothing to lose by giving dame a shot yeah i could just see like your neighbors peeking out the window and being like oh she's got uh that vibrator going on. No, no one's gonna know that you're ordering from mm-hmm. Dame products and you're totally fine. So stop what you're doing literally right now. Like get off the treadmill, get off the elliptical, get out of your car. Quit your job, stop working. Quit your job, yeah. <laughs> Go to dameproducts.com. Just take a look around. If you don't find anything you wanna buy, don't buy it. But if you do, you can get 15% off site-wide if you use code She's All Batch. That's D-A-M-E products.com. I think you'll be very satisfied with what you find. Again, that's dameproducts.com slash she's all batch for 15% off site-wide. Stock up your cart. Okay, guys, we're going to kick off Bachelor Encounters. You know that's when you submit your stories of meeting Bachelor Nation in the wild. We read about it on air. It's a real fun time. So the first one we have. Hi, I've been listening to the podcast for a while, and I love it. I actually have several Bachelor Encounters with the same person. Oh, my God. Just, what? That's like, how lucky is that? Justin from KD Season. Mm-hmm. So this is Justin Glaze. Yes. I live in Baltimore, and so does he. He actually goes out a lot with his friends in bars around town. We saw him for the first time last year at a bar near where my sister and I live. He was with a couple of his friends, and I can tell you he's super tall and makes his faces all the time. I'm guessing she's referring to his, like, meme-ish faces. Yeah, yeah. Expressive. My sister's roommate actually got a picture with him and invited him to play a drinking game with us, but he said no, lol, in a nice way. The last encounter, <laughs> why? Why did he say no? I would, I would love to know that. The last encounter we had was last Thursday, where we saw him with his friend at a first Thursday event concert. My sister and I walked close to him, and I had my puppy with me, and I was hoping he would want to pet him because he's so cute. Anyway, he didn't pet the puppy, and he walked (gasps) away. Oh my god, this man's a monster. (laughs) So first he doesn't want to play a drinking game, then he doesn't want to pet a puppy. This man doesn't know how to have fun. I like that she's um, using her puppy as bait. Well, yeah, duh. I mean, I have the cutest puppy in America, and I use my puppy as bait all the time. Like, do you think if, like, you saw Justin, he would want to pet your puppy? Well, yeah, because she's gorgeous. Well, I'm sorry that he didn't play drinking games with you, and I'm sorry he didn't pet your puppy, but... (laughs) 
I'm happy, like, I don't know, he seemed like he was friendly overall, right? Yeah, I guess he doesn't have to pet the puppy. I mean, to me, it's that's Red Flag City, but, like, some people what don't like dogs. Allergic? It's not their thing. Or they're allergic. Right, exactly. There are legitimate reasons why yeah. you could... Or he has a dog at home, and the dog would smell the other dog on him, and then the dog would get jealous. Right, there could be a plethora of reasons why Justin cannot pet, pet your puppy. And maybe he doesn't want to play a drinking game because he just finished playing a drinking game with someone else. Yeah, he was just having too much fun, playing too many <laughs> drinking games. He could yeah. not possibly add another one. This next one is about Becca Tilly. Bachelor Encounter. A few years ago, before Botspa's season of The Bachelor started filming, my friends and I went to a meet and greet for Becca Tilly in Indianapolis at a small boutique. She had just gotten off of Chris Souls' season, friend of the show, Chris, Chris Souls, and my friend and I asked her if she would ever go back on the show. She specifically said she would go back on, but only if The Bachelor was Ben. A few months later, we saw her on the show. Also, Becca was gorgeous and very tall in person. She shared a photo. It looks super cute. I mean, Becca's like I a wonder doll. if when she said that, she knew she was like yeah, going right? to go on Ben's season. Or if it really was a serendipitous thing to say. Because that's very specific to be like, I'll only go on the show if Ben's the Bachelor, then Ben's the Bachelor, and she goes back on the show. I wonder why the person phrased the question like that. Like, Becca came in second on Christmas season. Wouldn't the, wouldn't the question be, would you be the Bachelor? Eh? Well, you, oh, you think the, the season was still airing? She had just gotten off of Christmas season. Yeah, so maybe they already announced, like, the Caitlyn Britt bachelorette thing. Yeah, I mean, who knows? It's a crazy world out there. She man- She manifested getting back on that show. Seriously. Next one is about Blake and Gigi. I went to send you my bachelor encounter with Blake and Gigi a few weeks ago. They were the sweetest, as I'm sure you would assume. Blake did a set here in Tulsa and did a meet and greet. A few days before he flew here, they announced Gigi would be a part of the meet and greet. The meet and greet was terribly advertised, so I think there was like eight to 10 of us, which I didn't mind at all. We got to talk to them for about 45 minutes and we all got plenty of questions in. You could tell they are very much in love and happy and I'm so glad they found each other. I would be shocked if they ever broke up. And she sent a video of them all taking, like, jello shots together. That's fucking cool. They seem like such a good couple. I really wanted to watch All Star Shore, but I couldn't finish it because it was a bad show. But I really did want (laughs) to watch the Blake and Gigi of it all. I couldn't even, like, bring myself to just fast forward to the Blake and Gigi parts. I just watched one episode and then was like, all right, enough. I'll see them on Instagram. But they are such a cute couple. Like, I would actually like to see how they got together. I hate when shows have that situation though like you know like couples therapy how they'll have like one bachelor couple Mm -hmm. and then they'll have like 500 other random couples from shows that like you don't necessarily watch and like you want to watch for the bachelor couple but like I'm not going to invest a full hour in learning about all these other couples like so I I feel that because Blake and Gigi were pretty much the only people I wanted to see from that show but I didn't watch it either it's like a competition show so the whole thing is like not focused on Blake and Gigi and their relationship and that was really the only thing I wanted to see yeah so that's hard when it's like that but obviously so happy that Blake has found a good girl that he really feels this could be, like, mm-hmm. a serious relationship, and I'm happy for him. And if anyone that makes Blake happy makes me happy, so. Yeah. Thoughts? Someone should super cut together only the scenes of Blake and Gigi from All Star Shore and send it to me. Yeah. Can you do that? Thank you. So the next one, we have an update. And to be honest, I wonder all the time why we don't get more updates. Like, the girl who sent the wet blanket energy story just, like, fell off into a black hole, and we've never heard from her again. And we had questions after that encounter. I needed more details. Yeah, Not even just, like, questions from that specific, but, like, so many references. Like, wet blanket energy is a part of my soul now. And I Mm -hmm. feel like for that person to never, ever respond ever again, never write, reach out ever again and say anything else, I'm just like, 
chopped. So the fact that we have an update, this is really cool. So this update is regarding the nanny interview with Jared Haven at Audrey's. So remember, there was a girl that was at Audrey's. She overheard Jared interviewing a potential nanny. And this girl seemed to think that the nanny was lying about ever watching the show, which is what I had right. questions about. Right. So, and her name is Stacy. She writes, hi, I listened to today's episode, wanted to follow up about the nanny. Admittedly, I'm assuming she lied about having never heard of The Bachelor when Jared asked. Come on. He went on to say it's a reality show and she's not missing anything. That's not true. Yada, yada. He was very sweet and modest, but the minute he excused used himself to go help a staff member for a minute. She was rapid firing text messages out. So I don't know. I can't really confirm or deny. All I know is that I do my due diligence before a job interview. And if you Google these two parents of said baby, you're going to end up down a rabbit hole on the internet that will lead you to The Bachelor, even if she had honestly, quote, never heard of it. What do you guys think? I wonder if they've ever hired anyone. Did she say she never heard of it or she just had never watched the show? So in this one, she's saying never heard of it. Oh, okay. How have you never heard of it? Right. Like, do you live under a rock? Are you my grandma? Seriously. But your grandma knows about it. Well, eh, I don't know. She's old, but that's okay. The rapid texting is sus, I will say. Like, that's classic trying to tell your friends information about something you're doing, you know? Or maybe it's like he's going to help a customer. So you're like, oh, let me check my phone real quick. Oh, I have some messages on a group chat. I'm like 30 messages behind. Let me catch up. And she's just like talking in a group chat. Yeah, but then that wouldn't be so urgent. I think like the the urgency of like as soon as he walks away, she's shooting off so many texts on her phone. It's like, okay. Well, was she sweating? Rapid fire? Sweating? Like from her body? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. You'll have to ask Stacy. Was she sweating? Like, was she aggressively firing these messages? I mean, I think that will tell you a lot. The sweating? Yeah. I mean, like, does she feel like she needs to so quickly get these messages out that before she's Jared? Physically, yeah, exhausting. Sweat. Mm-hmm. I think she could do it without sweating. <laughs> All right. Right. Yeah, I mean, sure. I'm just trying to think, like, how do we know if she's texting her friends or not? We don't. We don't. There's no way to know. I just think the vibe is giving me, you know who you're talking to and you think it's cool and you're like, oh my God, I'm talking to Jared right now. But I guess like, why lie? Why not just be like, oh yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, you were on that show. Weren't you? Cool. Maybe she thought that he would think that that's weird. Mm. Right? Maybe. Either way, I appreciate this update. So thank mm-hmm. you, Stacy. Please yeah, thank you. let us know if you um, run into Jared again. We'd love to hear about it. This next one, last one, is with Lacey Mark. Do you remember her from Paradise? Oh, yeah. She- Yep. She um, had that little thing with Daniel. So my bachelor encounter is with Lacey Mark back in 2019. I boarded a crowded subway and happened to get a standing spot in front of her. I kept trying to get the nerve to confirm it was her without gawking at her. Finally, a guy on his way to the subway said, hey, I loved you on The Bachelor. She said, thanks. So I asked her if she's Lacey and she smiled and said, yep, on my way to my day job. Not in a sheepish way, but the way I took it was that she's one of the contestants post-paradise that didn't go into influencing. I checked her LinkedIn and saw she works and social media for a beauty brand, which tracks. I wanted to ask about her relationship with Daniel from Paradise since that's definitely how she's remembered because Daniel was so iconic. Felt like she got the short end of the stick with him and a bad edit. I mean, he was really rude to her on yeah. Paradise in general. That was like a really horrible relationship from his end because he like flat out lied. So I remember that when she was on Nick's season, I remember having like a friend that 
knew her. There was some kind of like she's from New Jersey and she's in New York a lot. So she's yeah, local. she works in New York. Yeah, um, there was some kind. There was some rumblings that she was mad that she didn't get as much of a following enough to quit her job. I don't know oh, if really? there's any That's truth tea. to that. Yeah, I don't know like what truth is that. Like I said, this is like a telephone here. Yeah, but um, word on the street is that she was expecting a bigger following and didn't didn't mm-hmm. have it big enough to quit her job. And this was at the time she was on Nick season, so this was at the time that you could actually get a following and quit your job. Nowadays, right, like right. you need to be like the final top four people really Absolutely. to get any type of following. So yeah, she was in it during like peak influencer yeah. situation. Yeah, so I I mean I think she did get the short end of the stick. I think she got played by Daniel, which kind mm-hmm. of was aired out on that season. And she was sent home like week two on Nick's season. So yeah, Yeah. justice for Lacey. Hope you're doing well, girl. It must be hard to to, like go back to your day job and like ride the subway and go to your nine to five after. Especially if you are in a position where people are recognizing you. Like, yeah, yeah, that must be really weird. And I wonder like to see your peers too, people from the show not have to do that to be one of the people that like oh i'm gonna i have to keep my job the thing is i actually interviewed her once before um and Mm -hmm. she mentioned you know she's like oh yeah like i'm pretty normal like still go to my nine to five and she seemed to like at least in the interview like wear as like a badge of honor that like she was maintaining like some sort of normal life and well that's good yeah so i guess i don't know there's nothing wrong with a good old-fashioned full-time job people not everything's gonna be fat Tummy tea or whatever it's called. Fit tummy tea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, those are all the Bachelor encounters we have for this week. If you have a story you want to submit, DM me at She's All Batch. We may read about it next week. Okay, so this week's interview is with Jason Foster. He's from Claire's season. I'm obsessed with him. He's such a gem. This is such a good interview. But we wanted to just call out real quick. We do touch on mental health a lot in these interviews. We just want to remind you guys that help is available if you're struggling. And while it may seem like a scary process to get started with therapy, I promise you it doesn't have to be. So we want to tell you guys a little bit about BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com makes it so easy to get started with a professional, affordable, and discreet therapist. BetterHelp.com is an online therapy service and you can get started with just the click of a button. After you sign up, BetterHelp will match you to an available therapist who fits your objectives, preferences, and types of issues that you're dealing with. I tried BetterHelp and I didn't feel a connection with the original therapist I was matched with, so I was able to get a new one really quickly and easily without that awkward conversation. Then once I found someone who did fit my needs, I was so impressed with the ease of scheduling appointments. Whether I wanted to do a video call or just a phone call, they even offer tech support, my therapist was there for me when I needed her. That's so awesome. Um, I'm a big advocate for therapy and I'm proud of myself for making my mental health a priority. And if you feel that you could benefit from talking to a therapist, we strongly suggest you guys check out betterhelp.com. She's all batch listeners get 10% off their first month of services by going to betterhelp.com slash all batch. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P slash A-L-L-B-A-C-H and start feeling better today. Visit BetterHelp.com and join over 2 million people, including us, who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. That's BetterHelp.com slash AllBatch. All right, guys, we have Jason Foster here. You know him from Claire's season of The Bachelorette. Jason, thank you for coming on She's All Batch. Thank you for having me. It's very nice to meet you, ladies. Nice to meet you. So you were on Claire's season, and like Claire's season was a total of 30 seconds, but you I feel you were so memorable. Like I I'm very excited to talk about you about your experience and everything. How was yeah, it like being on so quick? Uh it was I was in and out. Like, no, I'm kidding. It was great. Um, I had a great experience. Uh I'm I can only speak from my personal experiences. I had a fantastic experience. 
I had a great group of guys. Um, Claire was awesome to me. I never had any any ill will or any bad um, moments with Claire. So I had a fantastic time. So yeah, I, yeah. I have yeah. great things to say about uh, the show and, and Claire and the guys. Well, you were cast um, and then the world shut down. Like the cast list was announced and then the pandemic happened. Um, did you do any like IG stalking of Claire or did you check out who your bachelorette was because you had all that free time prior to the show? No, I had no idea who Claire was prior to the show. I, really? I actually, to be fully transparent, I just never watched the show. Uh, I never saw it. Um, I got a message one day in my Instagram and I thought it was my buddies messing with me. So I screenshot it and I sent it to my voice uh, to the group chat and they're like, that's not us, Jay. Uh, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> um, I just, I messaged back and I said no like three or four times uh, to my casting person. And then on the fifth time, I think I finally said yes. Did a friend nominate you or how did they find you or they just found yeah. you? Yeah, they just typed in like a, a location on my Instagram and then my, my picture popped. Oh, yeah. wow. Were they asking you prior, like for other Bachelorette seasons, or was this always in the context of, well, I guess at the time you didn't know it was Claire's season, but for that season specifically? No, it was just, it was just Claire. I, I, I had mm -hmm. no idea who Bachelorette was. Uh, so I just got a message and they're like, yeah, it's Claire. I was like, great, who's Claire? <laughs> it's so, but, but okay. But there was a period of time that you that the show wasn't filming then because of the pandemic. So did you like look up her season, uh, like Juan Pablo's season? Did you you didn't even have any curiosity, <laughs> even after you had like because you guys had all been to L.A. Like the season was about to start. I, right? I and the then second, you got sent back. I was in the second half of the cast. Oh, so. This, yeah. OK. Yeah. For yeah. people that don't remember, yeah. in between like the mm -hmm. they were going to film Claire's season, then the shutdown happened. And then I think they revised the season a little bit yes. and found some other guys that they thought would maybe be a better fit for Claire. Yeah, I was like the beast. And brought you in. I was the beast. Okay. Yeah. No, you were like the saving grace because I feel like they got some backlash for the original cast. So they're like, oh, we okay. need some good guys. So they threw you in <laughs> to like make it look all nice and pretty. Uh, but so I think you're big. What people remember you for the most is that you actually left the show when Claire left the show because you felt a connection with Claire. What yeah. I think is so crazy is that Claire wanted someone to prove their commitment and show up, as she said. And by by doing what you did, you really you really did show your commitment. So was it hard watching back and seeing what happened with Claire in the long run? Uh, so I'm I'm, I'm I'm very grateful for Claire. I think she's an amazing woman, and she's still a part of my life. Like we sometimes you know connect and say hi and all that stuff. Um, she's in a happy relationship and she's awesome. I, I can't, I can't say enough good things about her. Um, but looking back, I have, like I said, I have no resentment. Uh, I'm happy. You know, she went with her heart in that situation. And when you go with your heart and you go with something that is in the moment where you feel like that's, that's what you want, you can't really question, you know, you can't look at the future. You can only live in the moment. And she lived in the moment and she felt like in that moment it was, it was Dale. And uh, I, I like Dale a lot too. He's a great guy. So I, we, we have lots of questions about Dale, but we'll get to it. <laughs> Wait, I'm dying because like my wheels are spinning. You said that you and Claire are still in touch. Did you ever hang out with her after she and Dale broke off? No, Did you ever contact her? Yeah, we like we've contacted. Like she'll like she'll say hi once in a while, and I'll say hi too. But it's like not like 
Hey, what's going on? You want to hang no out? No romantic. No, no, no. Rekindling. Because no. I mean, I literally made a meme back in the day. I was like, go to Jason. He will show <laughs> up for you. Like Jason will show up. <laughs> show up was like her, her line that season. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, this guy is everything that you're saying that you want, but you're going after this other guy. It was crazy. It's all good. It's all good. I know yeah. listen, you, when you look at Dale, you compare, you compare Dale to me. It's like really no comparison. You have like this guy who's like a God and I'm like kind of the dwarf. Um, okay. <laughs> I'll take we Jason. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, what did you think of him? Like, did you think he was the right guy for Claire? Uh, in that moment, well, I, all I saw from the, from the show when I was on it, no, I didn't, mm-hmm. we all, cause all the guys that have this perception about Dale was like, I, oh, all he cares about is like, you know, himself. And all he cared about was like kind of the spotlight. And that's all we saw uh, in that mm-hmm. moment. But like when I really got to know Dale and outside of the show, he's actually a phenomenal person. Um, he's awesome. He really is like a good, genuine, caring guy. Did you guys know the extent of like how strongly Claire was feeling for Dale before they kind of like ended the show. Cause there was a few group dates where she was spending all of her time with him. Like, what did you guys think was going on? Yeah, I had no idea. I thought I was like, yeah, I'm <laughs> in. I got this. She likes me. I had the first one. I had the first one on one. Well, she did like you. She did like you. She <laughs> took you on the first one-on-one. I mean, it would be yeah. weird if she took Dale on that one-on-one. It, it, literally, oh, no I, one I, else. I would be like, all right, all right, let's just go home, boys, or like go to the pool, start drinking. <laughs> Claire <laughs> burned her her Juan Pablo finale dress on that yeah. date. What the fuck? Like, did she, <laughs> who, do you think she wanted, did she tell you like she's being forced to burn the dress? Like, why did she have the dress? Did yeah. ABC hold on to the dress? They probably did. That's a great question because I don't know the extent of that dress until like um, prior to the date. So like they're like right when like we went on the date and then like we do like segments like you know we do like a like an interview like during the whole entire date. So interview, mm. so then like when we're going into it, they're like, hey, we're gonna burn the dress. Like what dress? Like, I have no idea what dress this, this dress is. <laughs> like, can you give me some backstory behind the dress? And a producer told you this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, so, so wait, you didn't even watch her get dumped by Juan Pablo in the dress. So you didn't even understand the significance of the dress. So for me personally, girls, like when I go and meet somebody, I don't want to know anything about them. Like I don't have any dead naps. I don't have any of that stuff. I like to just meet somebody organically like this, get to know them, understand who they are, what makes them laugh, what makes them tick. Uh, yeah, I didn't do any research. So I didn't really care about that stuff. <laughs> That's really, wait, hold on. Do you remember? Brandon Goss. Yeah. yeah. So I'm at, I was actually, I'm in contact with him too. Cause I want to try to get him on the show as well, but yeah. she um, eliminated him from the show because he couldn't name why he was on the show. Do you remember that scene? Like he, she's like, well, why did you want to come on the show? Oh, and he's right. like, I think you're great. And I want to get to know you. And she's like, but you don't know anything about me. And he, she like actually like gave him like shit for not knowing. And he's like, double dude, like, standard. Yeah, <laughs> double standard. And then you don't even know anything about her. And she's like loving on you. I have no idea why he was, he's a sex god too. I, 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 look, <laughs> I'm not kidding. When I went on that show, I looked around, I was like, fuck, I have these guys. Like, fuck, man, you guys will send me out of home right now. But you're crazy though, because like if Dale wasn't on the show, you would have won. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't think like that. <laughs> don't you think, Jackie? Like, I, I, I like, think so. I agree. Do you, do you think that though? Like, let's say this was a traditional season. I mean, she totally broke the rules that's never been done in ever. Um, let's say she continued the season and she had to play with, every, you know, play the game that like she was going to pick someone other than Dale. Do you think you would have be- 
been in the top four? I think so. Yeah. I think, yeah. We, had, I think we had just a great connection. Like I was able to open up the things that I have never opened up before. Um, so she was able to see that kind of side of me, which I, I never really do. Um, so yeah, I think I would have been there. Uh, I, I can't speak upon it, but I, I think in my opinion, I would have been there. You said that you on the show, you said that you had fallen in love with Claire and then that's why you left. Looking back on it though, do you think you actually were in love with her or what is your like yeah, hindsight great, on that? That's a great question. So I don't think I was like actually like head over heels in love. I think I loved the person and I loved getting to know her and the connection there. And I was developing feelings at that moment. Um, because like people don't realize like when you're there, you, there's all you do is like you think of the person, you want to hang out with them, they're you're in the moment with them. And you really just want to spend all the time with them because why else would you want to be there in my opinion um so i think in that moment i had very strong feelings for her and i loved her as a person but i can't say that i was involved like ready to get down on me and propose <laughs> i know she's in a relationship now but if she wasn't do you think you guys would work out in the real world you guys are friends yes yeah i don't know that's a great question like she's a, uh she lives in california uh, i'm in dc uh, i'm okay. really in a few months um so i'm leaving here so i don't know I'm, I'm an east coaster uh i don't know if i'm a west coast kind of guy i live in the west coast most of my football but uh i i like it out here <laughs> you were like the epitome of like right reasons though this is bizarre mm-hmm. i'm like falling in love as i'm listening to the story because <laughs> like you left the show where you could have gotten more exposure more following more attention but you left because you you felt strongly for the girl like you they don't make them like you anymore. <laughs> I don't, and for me, I don't know if you see my Instagram, I don't care about social media at all. Oh my I God, I love him. I post my, <laughs> my family, my friends, or me dancing. Like, uh, I'm not really, I'm not a social media kind of person. Like, I know, like, I get messages for like, like, sell this. I'm like, no, I have a job. <laughs> <laughs> Pass them my way. That's it. That takes a lot of um, <laughs> conviction to turn down the, the ad deals. It's nice icing on the cake. That's a secure man right there. When you left the show, did you know Tasha was going to take over? I had no idea. I had no idea who was going to be the, the next uh, Bachelorette after Claire. Um, they just told us, like, hey, we're, we have a surprise for you. Can you just all get in your nice cocktail attire? So, yeah, sure. At that point, did you guys know Claire was getting engaged to Dale? Like, no. I'm just, just trying to figure out, like, when did you guys find out? Did you ever? Like, so Chris, was Chris the- brought us into a room and he goes, yeah, guys, we're going to have to cancel the cocktail hour tonight. <laughs> Again? What's going on? Kenny, Kenny looks at me and he goes, what the fuck? What the hell are we doing here? And then Chris, I think Chris dropped the news. Like, yeah, guys, I just want you to know that, you know, she, she found her person and then she's going to come in here and tell us or tell the guys that she's found her person and she's going to be leaving with Dale. So we all look at each other like, no, you're fucking with us. And then it really happened. <laughs> How did you feel? Because you were falling well, for her. I would say if you look, because I, I still have not watched my season um so if i oh, interesting yeah but i i always get like pictures sometimes from my my friends and i'm just standing there with, like with a, like a blank stare on my face like did she really just say that <laughs> wait did she really say that no she's messing with us but yeah uh i was uh i was taken back i was kind of in disbelief i was like damn that was quick you met somebody within two weeks shit what did the did guys you guys ever see oh sorry go ahead what did the guys in the house like were the guys talking about it when the cameras weren't around like what was the consensus like was everyone pissed no i yeah i think everyone yes i i wouldn't say pissed. <laughs> i would say disappointed like why are we here 
Like if you knew that was your person from day one, which is cut the show and end it right. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously it's a show and I know you have to do it, but like, we're just like, damn, we had no shot. You didn't even get a chance to get to know any of the other guys. And those guys are awesome. Like I love those guys. I can't speak enough great things about every single one of those guys I met. Did you guys see Clarendale interact often? Um, we, during our, or was this like a huge surprise or did you guys say, kind of feel it coming? Yeah, no, great question. I would say during my group date that I went on and Dale was on it, um, by the fire, like we had a big hug, which is weird. Um, but he made us do a big hug. I was like, what are we doing? But, uh, he, uh, in that moment, he was like, trying to like, give us like this nice rally speech. Like, Hey, we're all here for the same reasons. You know, we all should have our, our time with Claire. And then he's like taking her out. Like, all, like and he spent all the time with her. So in that moment we did see it. I called him out on it. Um, uh, back at that, at the, um, the lounge area or the house where we stayed. So I called him out on it and I was just like, dude, you're double staring. You're lying. You're like, you're like great in front of the, in front of us, but behind doors, you're like talking the other thing. So <laughs> do you think he was genuine or do you think he just wanted to win for the obvious benefits? It's a great question. I don't know. That's a great question. Um, put it on the other guys. What the other guys think? Oh, we all, I mean, we all thought he was just an act. Like we all saw that he was just an act, but I can't speak about it. I don't know what right. he was. We don't really know, but people mm -hmm. maybe thought yeah. in the house that he was yeah. like kind of trying to make it to the end. Yeah, in that moment, we all think that like, it's all, I mean, that's, that's all we see, right? That's all we see. Um, but now looking back on it, like I've gotten to know Dale. He's awesome. I mean, he is a great person. He is yeah. good. He's smart. He's charismatic. He's He knows his stuff too. Yeah, I mean, we've said this on the show before that like, I mean, Dale was put in a position where it was like he had to propose to Claire or become like most hated man in America. So it's a tough position to be in. Yeah, I would not so. like be in that position. So I do, I do um, understand where he's coming from. And I do understood like he was put in a lot in a predicament and he, he did a good job, I think, handling it. Um, obviously, I don't know what transpired after the show and how they handled it, but uh, I just know that he was, he was given a lot. Uh, a small, I mean, excuse me, a big task and big shoes to fill. So it's a lot um, to spring on someone in like yeah. two days. Be like, um, get engaged or leave. That's basically, yeah. I mean, the show's already ridiculous because it's like, let's get engaged in eight yeah. weeks or whatever it is. But to cut that, and people have a hard time with that. So like, to cut the time to like a week and be like, this is your only choice. <laughs> Crazy. When when did you find out Tasha took over, and did you ever regret? like not giving her a shot? Uh, so we actually, we just, right when we're um, in the, um, the cocktail area where we were waiting for the next bachelorette, that's when we found out. Like, they didn't tell us anything. So when she walked in, it was like, oh my God, I still had no idea who the was. Like I said, I'm sorry girls, I've never watched the show, so I still had no idea, but she was gorgeous. She's beautiful. Um, I, I knew Tasha after the show because I, I have a deep, deep relationship with Zach. Me and him are like very close friends, um, very close. Um, and uh, do I have regret? I so that's a tough question because I got asked that question to mental. Um, it's hard because, like I said, in that moment, I had feelings for somebody else, and that's all I knew. Um, so it's hard for you for it's hard for anybody to just flip a switch and go from feelings for one person and then yeah. another person, and you have to flip a completely different switch and have feelings for them it's just not realistic right it's not realistic in life uh let alone a show so i was just being true to myself um do i wish 
you know, I had a chance to spend time with Tasha. Absolutely. But I would, you know, she seems phenomenal. She's beautiful and she's awesome just to hang around. She's fun. Did you ever hang out with Zach and Tasha since you and Zach are close friends? Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we hung out, what, two days prior to the marathon. So I oh, so that was close to the end of their breakup. Was it? Yeah. 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 I don't, was it, was it around their breakup? I don't know. Well, know. they, well, they did the marathon and then like, it was and then a they broke days up later after people were surprised yeah. because they had just seen them. So how is he since the breakup? He's good. He's, you know, man, Zach's, Zach's honest God. Zach is one of the most strongest human beings I've ever met. He's mentally, he has 42, like I've ever seen. He has grit. He's been through some shit that no one should go through. Mm-hmm. That guy is awesome. I can't, that dude is my boy and I love that dude. So whatever he needs. Yeah. You know, he's going to call me. Tasha ended up being the host of the show. Yeah. Yeah. And he was dating her during that. Was that like, I'm yeah, sure that was. Because we, we were talking during that. He goes, yeah, man, it was hard because I'd go out there and visit her at the quarantine for like 72 hours or 48 hours, whatever it was. And then I could only spend so much time with her. And then I have to be on a plane back home. So I'd be like, oh, dude, that sucks. That's so awful. Yeah, that's hard. That's hard. I wonder if any of that played into like the demise. I mean, obviously I know you don't know, but like yeah. that could definitely take a toll on a relationship if. Absolutely. That must be tough. Like I, I couldn't, I don't know if I could do that. That's a lot of willpower. Like try, cause like for me, like one of my love languages is like, you know, it's like uh, quality time. I like spending time with people. I like, I like hanging out with them. Even if they were going to Home Depot on a Sunday, I don't care. At least we're having a good time together. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I like. I can only imagine that. that kind Yeah. Of- Especially in a new relationship too. Like they're still getting to know each other, even though they're technically engaged, but when you don't have that foundation and then yeah. you have to, spend so much time long distance that's hard yeah absolutely did they ever ask you to come back to the show after you left yeah they, uh, wait you mean like on that season anything uh, tell, us, tell us what happened paradise twice and you said no and you're not interested yeah i said no twice because last year i just i i was so bogged down like i could not get out of work like i had new accounts that were transitioning companies our company got acquired so it was just so much going on like a lot of parts so i just couldn't i just couldn't in my schedule um this year I, I probably could have um but i decided not to because of some transition of work-wise as well as i didn't i don't know i just didn't feel like in my heart i was like wanted to go i don't know if i want if i really wanted that again um so i just you know respectfully declined nothing i can't say enough great things about the show that was an awesome show i had I had a blast. I had an awesome producer too. Are you are you dating anyone? I'm not dating. No. How? You literally I, seem like the perfect person. <laughs> well, I mean, I sit here like if I ask God, I work so much. My mom's like, Jay, you gotta stop. You gotta get out there. But I'm also in a point where I'm relocating out of DC. Um, so it's just not fair for me to like really put myself in that situation. Mm-hmm. What's you your relo- actual job? Yeah, um, where are you going well, to? Uh, I'm probably relocating down to Charlotte. Um, my parents live down there. Okay. So nice. maybe no. Yep, I moved up to uh, DC from four year, four and a half years ago uh, for this work, um, and then you know I, I gave them a commitment to the timeline, and I've honored that timeline. So I'm kind of ready to you know go see my parents and be closer to them as I get older. How old are you? Yeah, I'm 33. And what do you like to do on a on a weekend? What, what's what's get some of our listeners? Also, what's your, your job? Yeah, oh, yeah. What's your job? Yeah, I do um I do IT solutions. Um, um, so I basically, I, I work with clients on their projects, uh, on their staffing capabilities, um, and you know, how to like orchestrate more resources for their projects and teams. 
I don't know what any of that means, but like, it sounds like you're cool. very successful. I, I, I work hard, kind of. I love it. Yeah. Um, okay. And like, so are you looking for someone? Yeah, I think as you get older, I don't know, I don't know how old you girls are, but you know, or if you're dating, like, I think, <laughs> I think as you get older, you kind of get away from like just going out every single weekend, kind of yeah. fine, and you know. You, you know, I don't want, sometimes, I mean, I'll go out with my friends and sometimes we'll have a late one, but like most of the time I love my couch. I like being in. Um, I love my couch. I love working out. I like being active and I like being healthy. So I'd rather do that than like go out on a fender and party and do that. Um, so I think you really want quality time. You want somebody you can share that with. Like I said, it's not, my pops always tells me, it's not the person you take home on Saturday you're going to end up with. It's the person on Sunday you're going to go to Home Depot with. Um, so that's, Beautiful. that's kind of oh, where God. I'm more heart. <laughs> So they're looking for a bachelor because I don't know if you've heard, but like they have no, um, candidates. No prospects are, really. Yeah. <laughs> Would you Why? have like, there's so many good looking guys in the last show. How did I have a candidate? <laughs> well, they had one and then a scandal came they, out Yeah. Things him, just so. keep happening. Would you ever like? I haven't watched. What's going on? Please fill me in. No, you gotta watch. It's so good. Um, it's too much to catch you up on. You gotta. You, I'm gonna send you. You just listen to every episode of um, yeah. She's All Batch. You, you need to start listening. Um, but like, would you ever give like after maybe this work stuff settles? Would you ever give reality TV a chance again? Because oh. it seems like you may need it because you're so focused on work, and that's like yeah. the classic scenario. Yeah, I think so. I think you know, like. Uh, as I get older too, I think, you know, work-life balance is really huge for me um, now. Uh, I used to just be like heads down, go, 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 go. Um, you know, from football all the way into corporate America, um, I really just wanted to be successful and jump ahead of the curve and set myself up for success. Um, but, you know, as the pandemic taught me was mental health is huge. Um, and really, really, it kind of messed my head too during the pandemic because I'm very outgoing. I like to get out. I like to do stuff. I like to see people. I'm very like hands-on approach. When it comes to mentoring and um, and teaching, or um, where I work, and when I was when that was taken away from me, it was hard. Um, so I really, really now understand more about work-life balance and really putting myself kind of ahead of work. Because work's not going to go anywhere; it's still right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but my life is kind of you know it's it's moving along, and okay. you know I would be open to that again. Ooh. I'm like, we need to get this. Uh, this episode will be out <laughs> next Thursday. And I'm like, we need to get it out before ABC decides their bachelor the no, next no, week. No. Cause I think they're announcing it soon. I'm like, we need to emergency stop. No. Put this guy in. So we're going to get you mm-hmm. back on paradise by next summer. Then I guess. <laughs> Man. I don't want to be back. Come on. That's like, is that old for parents? Is that old? I'll be 33. No, Kenny no. was 40. So I'm yeah. Ken's my boy. <laughs> and he he's still with Mari. He got a great relationship out yeah, of it. Got, it seems. Awesome. I still can I still I, I, I do have to get out there for a game and see him. Um so I had some plan to get out there. Question. Well, will you go to Kenny and Mari's wedding? Yeah, damn right. I will. If I don't get invited, I'm gonna fucking kill him. Okay. <laughs> and do you think that there's any chance that Tasha and Zach would ever get back together? I hope so. I really, I, I mean, I don't know them from a relationship level. And I, don't, I, I never asked those questions about how deep it was. I just saw a surface level and I just saw how happy they were just from the outside. Um, but they seemed so happy and they seemed genuine. Um, and Zach's one of those guys we can't tell from social media. He doesn't care about that platform. He doesn't mm-hmm. use it for just likes um, or kind of like endorsing money. He does it for a good purpose. He does it for mental awareness and mental health towards addiction. Um, and you don't really see that too much. He's like one of the most genuine guys you ever, 
ever experienced in life. So I hope so. Me too. I hope so. <laughs> Let's get yeah. them back together. I so is he he's single? You I, probably know that. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's single. He is single. But yeah. we don't know if she is. Uh, yeah, I don't I was looking to finish it. Okay. So does anyone like like slide into your DMs from the show anymore or like from the show? No. Hell no. Oh, but do but, but like what like fans of the show, do they remember you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said I got DMs. I mean, I'm really bad at checking them. Um, sometimes I'll respond back, but I'm really bad at checking them. Oh, we've got to check them. Well, you were so kind. I was telling Jackie, I'm like, he's so nice, and like you were very respectful, and I, we really appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to talk to us. Especially since one, you don't care about the show, and two, <laughs> like you're not looking for followers, and three, like you know, you don't care about the show. So. <laughs> no, listen. I will say this: I care for me, and I had a great experience. The producers, awesome, awesome. So that many. is a hot take and not a popular opinion, but really, because I, I can only speak for myself. They let me be me, they never tried to influence me and change who I was. They didn't try to persuade me to go somewhere and say this. They're just like, So you got lucky, but you know what, though? Because look, like he's like the wholesome one, like you were the one that didn't need to be persuaded. That's true. I mean, they have favorites, right? So, had you been the villain, you would have been had a different experience. But they're like, Look at this guy, he's like. (laughs) here for the right reasons perfect we'll just let him do his thing and you fall into that role pretty nicely so they didn't have to fuck with you but they have to fuck with a lot of other people so that's why i think other people have their issues i've heard i've heard they had to fuck with some people but i'm like yeah that's for you i guess you wrote rubbing the wrong way to the interview yeah this has been so great thank you so much for coming on and taking a few minutes of your busy busy work day i appreciate you girls and your time thank you thank you thank you all right bye jason thank you you too. too And that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear, be sure to give us five stars wherever you're listening. Write a nice review. That would be awesome. That would be so awesome. And special thanks to our sponsors. You can go to betterhelp.com slash allbatch to get 10% off your first month of therapy. You can go to dameproducts.com and use code cheeseallbatch at checkout for 15% off site-wide, literally the entire site, guys. Hell yeah. Vibrators. <laughs> yes, vibrators. <laughs> And you can go to everlywell.com slash batch for 20% off your at-home lab test. You can go to athleticgreens.com slash batch And with your first purchase, you can get a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs. So if you guys find anything that you like there at athleticgreens.com, you get all that free stuff, which is amazing. Be sure to follow us on social media. Follow me at batch across all platforms. Follow Jackie at Jackie Maroney underscore across all platforms. Go subscribe on YouTube. Go join the Facebook group and we will see you next week. Yes, we will. Bye bitches. Bye.